If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guest and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of We're Talking Shift. So right now, people are really going the extra mile to up-level their health for obvious reasons, I think. I mean, we should always be doing that, but in particular right now. So I thought it would be a good time for me and Christy to dive into the differences between juicing and smoothies. And we'll talk about some of the pros and cons of each of those things. I am an avid, I have smoothies every day. I mean, I just can't almost go a day without having a smoothie. So I am super big on those and I'm, I'm very excited to dive into this. Christy, do you, uh, do you have smoothies? Do you like them? I do. I do the smoothie a day as well. Um, and that's something that has changed a lot over the years for me, what I feel I need out of it, um, what I'm trying to get from it. And I'm just so excited to hear, you know, from, from the holistic expert here, Lori, uh, mm. what I'm, what I'm maybe doing right. And what I maybe could do better with smoothies. I've also done a lot of juice fast and, um, you know, mm. I know there's some, um, different opinions on those kinds of things. And I've definitely had yeah. some different experiences. So I am really amped to talk about this. Cause I think this is definitely something that that is a simple change that people can make that makes yeah. a huge difference in their overall health, right? Yeah, absolutely. Every one of my clients that I work with who is working on um, up-leveling their diet, every one of them I encourage to bring, bring a particular type of smoothie into the mix and they always say, wow, this has been a huge game changer for me. So I think it's really important and it's not that hard to do. Um, you know, if you just get a few basics and you plan ahead a little bit, you don't even have to plan ahead that much, but you, you know, you can plan ahead. Let me, we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about the pros and cons, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to get into this too. So let's just dive right in with smoothies. Um, not all smoothies are created equal as I'm sure you have discovered, you know, over the course of, of the span of time that you've been eating or making smoothies. Um, done well, when they're done right, they are an absolute delicious and nutritious like powerhouse. Um, but done uh, not so well, which is not uncommon, it's kind of more like you're just having a real fruity Dairy Queen shake. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. And as delicious as that is, mm -hmm. um, and actually I, we can make some that do taste like a Dairy Queen shake mm -hmm. just about that are healthy for you too, right? That's the best news I think about yeah. smoothie. Yeah, yeah. So let's, so here we'll start out with some of the pros and then we'll talk about some of the cons. Um, so here's what I think is the very, to me anyway, one of the biggest benefits, because it's also a time saver, is a smoothie is actually a meal replacement. When it's done right and done well, it is meant to be able to replace a meal, not be part of a meal. So you can have a, a delicious, nutritious smoothie and call that breakfast if you're a breakfast eater or call that lunch or call it dinner if you want, whatever. But the point is you don't make a smoothie to have with your bacon and eggs or, you know, with your uh, sandwich at lunch. You make it to have instead of that. And if it's made right, it's going to be far more nutritious than probably any meal you're going to get anyway, for the most part. So I think that's a big one because a lot of times we don't have time right, to make, especially for a lot of people who have, you know, kids and work and all that stuff in the morning. Sometimes it's just not, it's easier to go through the, the coffee drive through and grab a latte, you know, and a pastry, um, which is not going to start your day off right at all. So 
And I, I encourage those people to think about have they just convinced themselves that that's easier and quicker? Because really, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of it. But um, if you've got everything set up to do it on the daily, it doesn't take more than a few minutes. I am not a kitchen person. I am not a chef. So anyone who's maybe looking to turn this button off right now because they're not trying to put, go put the effort into making a smoothie, don't. Keep listening. It is the easiest thing you could make, especially in the morning. It is quick and easy. And Lori's going to show us how. Yeah, exactly. All right. So... Um... When you, here's one of the, another one of the pros, when you are blending up any kind of, if you are somebody that likes whole foods in your smoothie, like if you like to put greens or fruit or whatever in there, um, the benefit of that is that you get the fiber along with the food, which is something that's different from juicing because you're eliminating it. We'll talk about that when we talk about juicing, but you're getting the fiber in with your smoothie. So that's a plus, that's a good thing. Um, so that's um, helpful, obviously for our digestion. All right, they are very quick and easy, like you just said, as long as you have a few staples on hand. As long as you've got, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, share what I do, but a lot of people um, are making a lot of, of smoothies with fresh whole fruits and fresh whole vegetables, greens or whatever, which is awesome, but also that can become a, a bit high maintenance too. Um, so, I've got a few things that you can have on hand to help um, make sure that if you don't have those things, you can still make an amazing smoothie. Uh, you can pre-portion things. So if you are somebody that's like, um, if you're a planner on a Sunday and you want to plan out your smoothies for the week, you can literally put your ingredients in a little Ziploc bag for individual, you know, five individual smoothies and put them in the fridge or the freezer, depending on what it is you're putting in there. And that way they're all, you, you save a little bit more time because that way in the morning you just pull out your little Ziploc baggie with all your pre-measured stuff, dump it in the blender, you know, with your liquid liquid, turn it on and you are good to go. So that's kind of a nice thing. You can't do that making juice. That's like blowing my mind. I thought I was already doing it quick and easy, but yeah, you're so right. Wow. Yeah. Just have everything pre-portioned. And I know a lot of people are doing meal prep anyway, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the beginning of the week to get ready for, for lunch and dinner. Why not get ready for your smoothie too? That's genius, Lori. Well, yeah. Cause it probably would take you like what, maybe 15 minutes mm -hmm. on a Sunday and you know, to just portion out like five, you know, baggies of stuff, stick in the fridge. And now you've saved a little bit of extra time in the morning when sometimes those few minutes make a difference, right? All right. The other thing about smoothies that I think is a great is if you just have a couple of basic um, ingredients and basic recipes, you can then add all sorts of extra extra extras, extra nutrients to bump it up, um, depending on, you know, what you're looking for, what you have in your cupboard. I mean, I add, um, I just made a smoothie before we jumped on. Ooh. This is it. This is a, this is chocolate mint. Look at how thick it is. The, the, it's so thick because I add avocado to it. So the straw literally stands up in it. And now what I have is this wonderful, extra creamy, rich, thick smoothie. And it's, um, it's going to sustain me so much longer because it has so much substance to it. It's got all that healthy fat. Um, it's got, you know, uh, from the avocado, it's got fiber from the avocado. And then I've got my, my basic supplements in there that I'll tell you about in a minute, but I added a little, um, some mint leaves to it. So I have a chocolate mint. Um, I have, I usually keep mint leaves in the fridge. And, uh, if you don't though, you could, you could sneak in a couple drops of mint extract. So that's something you could just keep in your cupboard. Uh, but if you have like a basic chocolate recipe, then you can make like three or four different versions of that. You can make chocolate mint, you can make chocolate almond, you could make, you know, chocolate peanut butter if you want. You can make a little spicy chocolate if you, and put a little um, pepper, it, you know what I mean, in there. So you can make different versions of that and you only need basically the same thing almost, you know, for every one. Um, so I like the fact that you don't have to have like five or six or seven different recipes to make a good smoothie and, um, and have to like rack your creative brain trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to come up with something amazing every day of the week. Yeah, I think it's such a funny coincidence. I do kind of a minty chocolate thing too, mm -hmm. um, with chocolate almond milk and and fresh mint and raspberries. Mm. And I'm thinking now, oh, that's something I could really switch out those raspberries for, you know, you know, blueberries or even maybe some other kind of fruit. Mango might be really good with the mint and the chocolate. Um, right. So that's a great idea. Switch it up a little bit. 
switch it up a little bit. Exactly. I will. I love the flavor of malt. Like when I used to get ice cream from the Dairy Queen, or if I <laughs> splurge every once in a while, I like that malty flavor. Yeah. And you can get kind of that same flavor with ma um, maca powder. Mm. Maca is a wonderful um, supplement that you just put a teaspoon in there and you get all these wonderful health benefits. Plus you have that kind of malty flavor that you know, gets imparted into your smoothie, which I think is delicious. Uh, cinnamon, I'm a big fan of putting cinnamon. Cinnamon with the chocolate is really good as well. That's easy to keep on hand. Um, and then if you are um, somebody that wants to throw in a handful of fresh greens like um, spinach or kale or even just some mixed spring greens, um, you can throw those in there if you want. But here's what I like to do. My hack is I use a as my foundation, I use a raw plant-based organic protein powder. I always have big canisters of that and I use vanilla because that way I can make it any flavor I want. You Lori, know, how are we making almost an identical smoothie every single day without ever having this conversation? I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I, we've never really <laughs> talked about it, I guess. <laughs> that would have been fun. I, I should have invited you to make a smoothie before we jumped on so that we could have like compared what we made, but well, it, look, it looks pretty much the same. Yeah. I have my, yeah. I have my raw vegan uh, Tahitian vanilla flavored powder in there oh. as well. Actually oh. mine's got a little collagen in and you mm -hmm. know, yeah. um, all the vitamins um, and yeah, yeah all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. Why, what made you go for raw vegan powder over the so many choices that there are? Well, it, basically, you know, your choice for a, pr a protein supplement is going to be either plant-based protein or whey protein. Um, I just, I just feel like plant-based protein just sits better with me. I just like it better. I think that, um, you know, if if there's a lot of people that are sensitive to to anything from a cow. So, you know, dairy <laughs> and whey is yeah. obviously going to be from a cow. So if you're sensitive to that, or if you are somebody that says I've made protein shakes in the past and they don't sit right with me, sometimes it's because your stomach doesn't like that whey protein. If it works mm. for you, great. And you love it. And, and, and you are, you know, realizing great health benefits from it, then there's no reason for you to change it up. I have a little bit of a sensitive stomach sometimes. So I just like going with a plant-based protein and I like going with the raw because I think that the benefits of the raw plant-based protein are even better than just plant-based for obvious reasons. If it's raw, then you have, um, it's less denatured. The, the things that are in it are going to be just healthier because they're, they haven't been processed. Right. 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 And you can get them anywhere nowadays. Pretty much. I mean, I can get, I can get a really good quality plant-based organic protein at Walmart. Yeah. So you don't have to go far. Yeah. Now, or, or anywhere, yeah. Amazon too. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I run out before, I just am on an auto ship thing because we go through so much of it. Um, Eric and I, they're, you know, two a day, um, one for him and one for me. So we go through it pretty quick. So I'm on an auto ship and it's coming right to the house. But if there's a delay, I can run over literally to Walmart and grab a canister if I want. So, um, yeah, it's easy. It's accessible to pretty much everybody. Um, now, some of the cons, though, is depending on how you're making your smoothies, where you're getting them, um, or if you're using a smoothie mix, a lot of those have way too much sugar in them. They're way too high in sugar. Uh, if you go to... Um, you know, if you're going, a lot of them, there's a, uh, what is it called? You know, just like a little packet, a premix, a base that you pour in there and it's usually full of sugar. And then it's usually requiring that you, the recipe is that you add more fruit to it. So now you have this sugar bomb hitting your system and you know, two things usually happen. One, you're hungry again, pretty fast. It doesn't satiate you for long. And two, you get a sugar spike. So you might feel good and then you might feel tired um, because you're right. Your, your insulin is going to go up because it's trying to get that glucose that's been spiked uh, up. So the insulin comes in and it spikes um, and then it drops. Uh, yeah, so you which, go up and then drop. 
Yeah, which totally defeats the purpose of using this as a meal replacement, right? And isn't that also the case for a lot of the pre-made protein shakes that we can get like already in the carton? Those are laden with sugar as well, right? Most of them are. And if they're not uh, laden with sugar, they're laden with a sugar substitute uh, that is probably not so good either, like, um, you know, a dextrose, maltodextrin, mm. corn syrup, you know, all of the, the sugars by all of the different names are usually in there. So it's just something to stay away from. Um, I mean, for example, if you went even to Jamba Juice and you got a, oh, like their um, Aloha, they have like an Aloha pineapple, you know, which is probably fantastic, but, but that is almost 300 calories. So if you're counting calories, that's kind of a lot. Um, and here's what's even worse, I think, is that it has 63 grams of sugar in it. That's yeah. like 16 tablespoons of sugar. That's we, could just eat a, we could just eat a Snickers and I would much rather. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's a lot of sugar. Can you imagine going into your, you know, bag of sugar and, and doling out 16 tablespoons and go, and then saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to down this. That would, yeah. Yeah. So you really have to be aware of that. Most um, smoothies that are pre-made or packaged, or you're getting them from a smoothie bar, they're too much fruit in them. The balance isn't right. They taste good, but they're not necessarily a nutritious, healthy smoothie because they have too much sugar in them, which equals too many simple carbs, which usually equals weight gain for people. Right. right. So um, that's, that's one thing to be super conscious of, really aware of. Um, green smoothies. Now, a lot of people like to have their leafy green smoothies. They put some water or some nut milk in a blender and then in goes kale or spinach or, you know, whatever your favorite green is. Um, arugula, All the stuff we have sitting rotting in the refrigerator because we <laughs> right. eat salad. Micro greens, exactly. <laughs> but the problem with those are they're not very palatable. I mean, those greens blended up in a blender, I don't care even if you put some vanilla nut milk milk in there, uh, which you shouldn't do because it has sugar in it. But it's just, it's, it's all, gross. All the apples in the world won't sweeten just, up a yeah. green juice. Right. Green so that, right. So then what do you have to do to make it palatable? You have to add in something sweet. So in goes like a whole banana or, you know, a pear or some berries or, you know, whatever. Um, and that's, that's, again, now you're kind of defeating the purpose. You're getting the benefit of the greens, but you've just kind of sabotaged with all of the stuff you just put in there to sweeten it up, to make it palatable. So that's why I like the plant protein. If I don't have any greens and, I, and I'm not trying to find that perfect palatable balance, I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if I want to throw in um, some like mixed spring greens, that's kind of nice because they don't really have a strong flavor. So you don't notice that they're in there and you still get a little bit of that fresh blended up, you know, green mix. Right. And, and this then, sounds like a good way to sneak those in for people we may be making a smoothie for, for the kids, the hubby, whoever it is, who, who don't want to eat those greens either. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's a nice way to get in some greens if you are just somebody that will, you know, you or your, your kids or, or somebody else in your family, your spouse is like, mm, no, thanks. I, I, I don't want a salad or I don't want my, you know, the veggies at dinner or whatever. Um, so you know, get it in the pro, get it in the smoothie, but it's a protein smoothie. So you have that balance where it's, it's just a little bit of, I mean, I just use like maybe a quarter to a half a banana in my smoothie and that's it. Now in the plant-based, um, raw protein, you know, it's got a natural sweetener of some monk fruit or some stevia in there. So there's a little bit of sweetness that you get from that. So you don't have to add in a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then the other thing about the greens, like the, um, the green super green smoothies is now, again, you're back to having to keep fresh produce in your fridge. And that's not always easy either. Cause you know, you get a couple of days and then it's Wah, wah. <laughs> it's not looking right, too it's, good. In some parts of the country, sometimes of year, it's not even possible to do that. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds like another aspect to what you're saying is that it's really important that we look at the ingredients of, of what is in the protein powder and um, what is in, you know, what other ever additives that we're putting in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, because again, you have to read, you have to read all the labels. If you go to get yourself a, a protein mix, turn it around, see if it's whey or plant-based, 
you know, look at the ingredients and, you know, whichever one works for you, but you've got to turn around, read the label and then read the ingredients and see if there's sugar in there. Look at the, look at the nutritional label to see how many grams of sugar are, are in there. And if it's, you know, added sugar and then see what kind it is. So, um, those are just, I mean, those supplements, they're, they're not inexpensive. So if you're going to spend money on them, you really want to know what you're putting into your body. You want to make sure you're getting the benefit that you think you're getting. That's a good point. And I just want to remind people when they're looking at that to think about how many days of smoothie they're getting out of it. And also keeping in mind that it is a meal replacement. How much would have you spent on a nutritious meal instead of that smoothie? Yes. Perfect. That's a great reminder. Right. Because we, that's my, my smoothie actually is kind of my breakfast and my lunch. I'm kind of only about a two meal a day person. We are at, at, at Eric and I both. So I was uh, going to ask you that because yeah. you had posted that on Instagram last week, like my one of two yeah. meals. Um, and yeah. I knew reason I was looking at it and I said to my husband, like, oh my gosh, Lori says she eats two meals a day and I know they do this big dinner and then she's got this smoothie. Like, I can't wait to hear about this smoothie because it must be really great. <laughs> well, yeah. Like in my smoothie though, I've got the protein powder. Um, I've got some extra collagen powder in there. I've got a raw egg in here, which <gasps> You and, haven't you know, mentioned and, that yet. I know, I know. And I hesitated <laughs> because I don't, um, I wouldn't put a raw egg in is if it was an egg that I bought at the store because they're old. Uh, you know, even a, even a cage-free, organic, free-range, blah, blah, blah egg, they're still, they didn't just get, the, they, they weren't just laid yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So they're still, they're better than the other eggs, but I still wouldn't feel super comfortable putting a raw one in my, in my smoothie. So I don't usually share that, but I am fortunate enough that I have neighbors that raise chickens and have fresh eggs. So I get like super fresh organic eggs all the time, every day. So I feel very comfortable putting a raw egg in my smoothie, which I do every day. And so this, this has got that extra fat and protein from, from there. Plus there's a whole avocado in here. Plus there's chia seeds in here and then a few other little supplements. So I mean, this thing is going to fill me up and keep me full until dinner. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I get it now when you talk about all the things that you're putting in. Chia mm -hmm. seeds are something that I hear people talk about all the time, mm -hmm. putting in their smoothies. I've never yeah. tried it. What's the benefit with the chia seeds? Well, chia seeds are awesome because they are, they're, they're called a superfood um, mm -hmm. because they are a complete protein. So they have all essential amino acids. They are a complex carb and they have um, good essential fatty acid. So you have all of the best of the macros in these wonderful little chia seeds. Um, they are wonderful for sustaining energy. So the, the, uh -huh. the chia seeds, when we first learned about them was um, quite a few years ago, um, Eric actually had read this book. Um, what was it? I don't remember what it's called, but it was about the ultra, it was about ultra running. So mm -hmm. there, there are, um, like tribes, um, the Tarahumara, I guess, is one of the ultra running tribes in, um, Mexico. And so they run for like a hundred miles. This is just what wow. they do. And they drink a beverage called chia fresca, which is basically chia seeds mixed with, I think some fruit juice of some sort. And that, um, chia seeds absorb like they're, they're, it's like about the size of coarse ground pepper and they absorb like 10 times their weight in liquid. So you put them in liquid, you know, let them absorb and they get kind of a little bit of a gelatinous um, feel to them. And then they have this wonderful sustained release of energy. So when you drink them, now you just can kind of like the energy is great. I can't have chia seeds at night before I go to bed because it keeps me awake. Oh my gosh, what a yeah. great natural source of energy. I think people are always looking for that. Super healthy buzz. Right. Yeah. So not everybody is that sensitive to it, but I am. So, you know, I, I just, uh, I just have them earlier in the day when I have my smoothie, I put them in there. I let it, I let it sit for about 15 minutes before I drink it. Um, and a little hack there is don't put them in your blender and blend it up, P mix them in after you've poured your smoothie into your glass. Um, just because it's a lot easier to clean your blender <laughs> that way because they, they're sticky. So they stick to the blades and they stick to the blender. So it's just a pain to clean them, to clean it out of your blender. So just avoid that and stir them in after you've poured it into the glass. 
I, I love that little. T- so stand by for one second. I'm going to go write chia seeds on the on the shopping list. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, you know, just keeping it clean. That's the kind of stuff that's going to keep us having this, doing this every day, doing the stuff that's good for us every day because we're making it as easy as possible, right? To keep the right. routine, keep that blender clean. Yep, super simple. Then you can just rinse your blender up, out, put it, you know, upside down to dry out and, and, it's, and it's fine. You're good, quick and easy. Um, okay. And then, I mean, I think one of the greatest hacks for a good smoothie, I swear to God, I've said it already twice, but an avocado is so good. Either just, you know, if you're counting calories, then just put like a quarter of one in or a half, you know, whatever fits into what it is you're up to, but it's amazing. You can't taste it. And it just adds all that yummy extra fat and creaminess. And again, when you add some fat to your smoothie, um, if there is a little bit of fruit in there, that's going to help slow down that sugar spike, number one, so you won't get that. And, um, and number two, it just, it satiates you. It keeps you full longer. So, you know, you're not, plus it feeds your brain, good brain food, having the healthy fat. So you don't get tired. Yeah. It's so I know you had mentioned at the top of the show, like really this could be a meal replacement for any time of day, but it sounds like there's a, a, a strong argument for having this as your first meal of the day. I prefer that, you know, I just, I don't, I don't get hungry in the morning for seeing like some people wake up and they're starving. Uh, I don't get hungry for a couple of, a good couple of hours. So I usually just naturally kind of intermittent fast for like 14 hours by the time I'm done with dinner the night before and the time I'm ready to have something, usually a good 14 hours has gone by. And then I have that and, um, you know, I'm good till dinner, sometimes around three-ish, I'll get a little bit hungry and then I'll just go grab like a couple little nibbles of something to hold me over till dinner. That's all I need. It's perfect. And where does your workout lay in there and in your day and, and your consumption? Where do you put the workout? Yeah, that's in the morning. Definitely. If I don't get to it in the morning, it is highly unlikely it's going to happen. So I, um, I typically work out on an empty stomach. Me too. Otherwise I get a terrible side ache. Um, and I know now that I'm doing this smoothie thing, a lot of during the last like half of my workout, I'm thinking like, Oh, smoothie, smoothie, smoothie time. I'm counting down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost smoothie time. Yeah, exactly. And especially if you like went ahead and made it before your workout. So that way, as soon as you're done, it's waiting for you in the fridge. Your chia has already had time to soak. It's all good to go. And that's the best. Yeah. I, I like to, otherwise, if I have something in the morning, then I have to wait at least an hour before mm-hmm. I can work out. And so everything just gets kind of pushed late. So I just, I have a couple of cups of coffee, usually my fat coffee, and then I'm good to work out. It works out great. So you just have to find, you know, find the routine and the formula that works for you. All right. Should we talk about juicing? Yes, because um, I'm, I'm wondering if this may be where we differ, Lori. Mm, okay. Tell, tell me, tell me your, uh, your feelings, your thoughts on the juice. Mm-hmm. So um, juicing is unlike a smoothie which is a meal replacement. Juicing is a meal supplement. It's something that you have like a vitamin. It's like a glass of liquid vitamins. So you would have, you would have a juice, not at the same time as your meal, but, but you would supplement your daily diet with a, with a juice. Now, um, the, the great thing about juicing, if you are so inclined, because it does take a commitment, (laughs) we'll, we'll talk about that, but even a small amount of juice can provide the nutritional equivalent of a lot of several servings of fruits and vegetables. So it's great if you are somebody that just resists eating you know, any kind of fruits and vegetables, if that's just not your thing or, you know, your kids or, you know, somebody in your family, whatever, it's a great way to get those nutrition, um, the nutrition in. And um, also because you've juiced and you've removed the fiber from the produce, uh, it makes it really easy for the body. It makes it easy to ingest. You just drink a glass of delicious juice. And then it makes it easy to get those high doses of key vitamins, uh, minerals, phytonutrients, and live enzymes in their most bioavailable form. So there's a huge nutritional benefit there. 
you know, when you remove the fiber uh, from the food, it allows the body to really um, consume all of those micronutrients and the enzymes without having to use a lot of energy to digest them. Because when we eat food uh, of any sort, a fair amount of energy, depending on what you eat, goes then to having to deal with that to digest it. And so that's why a lot of people get tired after they have a big lunch or a big dinner, because now all their energy is trying to go, all right, we got to figure out what to do with this load you just dropped, you know, in here. So, so you can, so, you know, having a fresh juice, it doesn't tax your body like that because it doesn't have to go through all the same processes. It just blasts your cells with all of these wonderful nutrients super easy. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think of fresh juice like that as like liquid gold, really. I mean, you're getting all the best part out of fruits and vegetables. And there are things that we don't think about, like, or even know a lot about enzymes right. and amino acids and stuff. I'm sure you right. know a lot about those things, Lori. I just know that they're in the juice and that's really yeah. good. And I feel like yeah. you can, you can feel it, you know, mm -hmm. like you, you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, you feel that caffeine you have right. a, a glass of juice, you feel the vitamins. You do, you do feel it. I, you know, and you mentioned enzymes and that's really important because enzymes play a really critical role uh, in our daily bodily processes. So they're really vital for um, respiration, um, proper digestion, uh, muscle and nerve function. So, um, you know, they have thousands of roles, but those are just the main obvious ones that um, they're responsible for. So getting those live enzymes, because they're still live when you are juicing the fresh produce, unlike when you, you know, are eating cooked food. You know, once you process and or cook the food above 118 de degrees, you pretty much have destroyed almost all of the enzymes in the food. So they're, they, they're not really as effective. And, you know, that's why juicing is so great. Um, especially if you are somebody that just refuses to eat any raw fruits or vegetables. Now, if and, you eat, go ahead. And we're, we're talking about a lot of juice here, right? Like, as you mean it as a substitute for eating your fruits and vegetables. I mean, it's not unheard of to start with a 16 ounces of juice in the morning, right? Or even 32. I've heard of people who start their day with 64 ounces of juice. These are raw, fully raw vegans. Um, so yeah. they are very dedicated, but I mean, you can really take in a lot of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long, and again, we're kind of back to the same thing though, with the smoothies, you want to be mindful of what you're juicing. Um, if you're juicing a lot of fruit, you're going to have the same issue. You, you know, even though it, it still has sugar, it's fruit sugar, but it's still a simple carb. Usually it's really simple now because you've taken all the fiber out of it. So even if you are juicing something that's more of a fibrous fruit, like an apple, um, you know, that's still, it's still sugar in your body. So you want to be careful and make sure that probably optimally you've got like 80% veggies, um, green veggies, and then maybe 20% fruit at the most. That's, that's a good rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. God, I'm taking yeah. my notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So get, you can, and it doesn't take much fruit. Um, to, you know, to sweeten that up a little bit. Cause surprisingly, a lot of vegetables kind of become a little bit sweeter once you've juiced them. And oh, yeah. you can put like a little bit of lemon in there and a little bit of ginger root and it is spectacular, you know, and then just a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of carrot for sweetener or a little bit of beet, which is awesome, oh, beet, or yeah. a little bit of apple, right. And so then you can just sweeten it up a little bit without doing, you know, too much of that. And you have a fabulous juice drink. And you're right, when you drink juice every morning, it is like, when I go, I go through phases with the juicer because it is high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. So I go through phases and I'll be on it for, you know, a few weeks and then I won't touch it, the juicer again for months at a time. And then I'll be on it. Um, but when I'm on it, I tell you what, you have a fresh juiced juice and you are like on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, and it tastes good. Like even you just talking about it now with like the ginger and everything, I'm like, my mouth is watering. I, I would love like a big tall glass of like sweet right? green juice right now. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, so do you juice every day? Do you I, I don't, I, when I first got my juicer, 
did very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think we're going to maybe get into the different types of juicers, I hope, because I have some questions for you, but I got a pretty cheap one and it is tedious. You don't get a lot of juice. You have to buy a lot of product, um, you know? So if it was something that I was really going to um, dedicate myself to, I would yeah. get one of those really good ones where I would just pay somebody to drop juice at my door, which is an <laughs> option here in Los Angeles and one that I'm considering. Right. Right. Um, but I do go, there's a place here called Press Juicery that does a lot of cold pressed juices and mm. um, I've done their cleanse a couple times in the last few months. So okay. I've taken in a lot of juice, but I haven't been juicing a whole lot lately. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I get that. I get that. So, um, what is your juice cleanse like? It's great. They have three different steps. The ones uh, for kind of the novices have more sugar and things. I go with the one that's pretty much just straight green juice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's five of them. I believe they're 16 ounce through the day. And then you get one um, really, really delicious vanilla almond milk, you know, mm. at, at the end of the day uh, as mm. your dessert and to kind of satiate. But um, okay. uh, it's all it's all green based. Um, and then each one is a little bit different. Some have a little bit more citrus in, in the morning time. Um, and then I think like the afternoon ones are a little bit heartier. That's something that I like to do just cause it's, it's easy. And again, you yeah. feel good. You feel light. You, you get that energy. It isn't like, you know, a, a water fast or there are a lot mm-hmm. of fasts and, and cleanses right. people can do, but, but that's one that I feel good on and, and yeah. I can stick to. Yeah. So do you do it just um, to mix things up a little bit? Do you do it? Is there a specific reason that you for X amount of days do a juice cleanse? Yes, it's usually after I've been what I call off the wagon uh, for quite a while. You know, I'm, okay. a, I'm a big, I'm a big fitness gal, but as yeah. far as the eating healthy goes, I can be really, really good for a few weeks. And then um, I usually mm-hmm. get really bad for a few weeks. And after that, it just, it feels good. It's a good reset for yeah. your, your routine even mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. kind of stop and to get rid of craving the crappy stuff that you've been eating. There are, there are really so many positives to it. Um, mm-hmm. If you're trying to kind of jumpstart a, a health kick. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a really good point. It is a really good reset. It is a really good jump start. And I think too, juicing is really amazing if you are suffering from some sort of health issue and you're not sure, you know, maybe it could be allergies. So could be food related. So stop eating and doing a um, a really well thought out, well planned out juice fast can really be helpful. And then slowly start bringing things back into your diet to see if you can, you know, pinpoint the culprit. Um, but beyond that, even um, even just other health issues, uh, a lot of times, if you can just give your body, give the digestion that time to rest and just flood your body with nutrients from fresh, really good juice, it can really be helpful in trying to turn around a health issue issue depending on what it is. So it's good to look into. I love that you said that. I feel like there are a lot of people right now that are trying to figure out what, do I have a food allergy? You know, it's everything from um, skin rash. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, do I have eczema? Do I have psoriasis? I've just been eating too much processed foods and the juice helps to, um, to reset that as Mm -hmm. well, you know? Um, But that is another reason why I've, why I've turned to it is because it's like, what am I allergic to? What am I eating? That's not working for me. Well, let's, let's take it out and, and start from there. Right. And then you bring things back in one at a time so that if you do experience, you know, um, a negative effect, you know what it's from. Right. Yeah. Good, good. All right. We got to be our own super sleuths. Yeah, it's true. You have to figure it out for yourself. You know, everybody's body's a little bit different. And, you know, sometimes there's just, um, I mean, we all have built up toxins in our bodies from a lifetime of, you know, drinking water even, and the foods and just what we're exposed to in our environments. I mean, all of us have some degree of built up toxins. So if it's a lot or, you know, you are experiencing things that you just can't pinpoint or find um, a remedy to, sometimes giving yourself um, a juice cleanse and being able to uh, allow your body to flush out some of those toxics can, toxins can really be helpful. Okay, but cons, there are some cons to juicing, as, I, as I'm sure you know as well. Um, okay, so 
as we alluded to earlier, it does remove the fiber out of your food. So you have to, unless you're doing a, just for a time being a strict juice cleanse, but if you just want to supplement your diet with some juice, then you need to make sure that you are getting in some fibrous foods. You got to get some fiber in your diet in, you know, in another way. So whether it's in the other meals that you eat or um, you take something, you know, that's healthy, but you have to get, you've got to get some fiber in your diet because it's not coming in the juice. You've just removed it all. Um, and then you got to remember if you are juicing only high sugar veggies, like carrots and beets, which are so good. I mean, it is like candy. They're so delicious and sweet when you juice them, but you are going to spike your blood sugar if you're having a lot of juice from carrots and, and beets, especially as delicious as they are. So you'll be taking in an excess amount of carbs if you're not careful, which equals typically weight gain for a lot of people. So you do have to be mindful of that balance again. Um, the uh, another kind of downside uh, is that you've always got to have fresh produce and you've got to clean it well before you juice. So that's not easy for everyone to always keep a big stash of fresh produce in the fridge. And then there's the the time it takes to clean everything before you juice it. Right. So, and, and I know of people who do a lot of juicing who, um, you know, have a local food co-op or, mm -hmm. you know, they swap with their neighbors or yeah. again, you're kind of setting yourself up to make sure you have all the access to all those fruits and veggies regularly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice, especially, if, you know, if you have a, if you have something like that, or you have a farmer's market that you can go to, or you have access to, um, you know, a lot of good produce and you have the time for it. I think it's amazing. I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to do, but it is, it does take some, it takes a big commitment to be, um, make it part of your everyday lifestyle. It's great if you can do it. Um, let's see. So, oh, here's the other thing. Uh, unlike smoothies, which you can kind of pre-measure everything out if you want to and prepare, you know, for the week ahead, you can't really do that very effectively with juicing. Optimally, your juice is best immediately after you've juiced it. It starts to degrade right away. And depending on the type of juicer you're using, will that'll determine how fast it's going to degrade so you you can't like oh well i'm going to spend a day and i'm going to juice up you know a week's worth of juices Wouldn't you could nice yeah yeah you could do that but but by after day one and each day that goes by there's less and less nutritional value it it dissipates it's gone so now you're you know you have a tasty beverage but you're not really getting the nutritional benefit from it so you can't really plan ahead with it. Um, you optimally want to drink your juice on an empty stomach. So that's another thing. It's a little bit of a timing issue, right? You, you, you know, if you are going to um, have a juice and you ate like 15 minutes ago, you need to wait because now, you know, you've got food in your stomach. So that's going to mess with the absorption of the juice that you're going to down. So you want to wait at least 30 but preferably 60 minutes before you have that juice if you've eaten mm -hmm. right and the same on the other side if you have a juice you probably you really don't want to eat any food for about an hour right yeah you'll just have a, a a big old mess in there that your tummy won't know what to deal with yeah yeah and you just you you minimize the positive benefits of the juice so the the rule to remember for the most part is don't eat anything an hour before you're gonna have a, a juice drink and don't eat anything for an hour after you have a juice drink so when you go into some of these restaurants where they have wonderful fresh pressed juices that they make and you have a juice while you're waiting for your meal <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful, it's tasty, but you are really minimizing the benefit, the nutritional benefit of it by eating your meal, you know, 12 minutes after you've just downed your juice drink. Yeah, one thing, I, another thing I wanna ask you about that since we're talking about having it right away in the morning, I'm sure you've heard of this kind of craze, kind of a trend of the celery juice mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. Uh, it comes from the medical medium, mm -hmm. as you know. Is that something that you've ever tried? Do you believe in it? Yeah. Do you suggest it to your patients? Um, I, you know, I would say this. I did when when uh, when our daughter Montana came and spent about 
six or eight weeks with us when COVID first hit last year. Um, her and I did the celery juice thing like almost every morning. We did it. I, we we're like, all right, let's do it. We'll we'll do it together. And so so we did. Um, now, did I notice anything different? Um, no. Do I know I still got some really good stuff in me? Sure, but I didn't notice anything different. Now, that doesn't mean that it wasn't still awesome for my body. Um, it just means, you know, I didn't feel anything different. Now, I'm at a pretty high level of health. Right. Maybe for somebody that isn't and they do that, they might actually notice, you know, there might be a much stronger um, difference that they are able to feel it. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think it depends on kind of where you're at with your health, if you're going to notice a difference in the way you feel. But I, you know, I wasn't trying to like get rid of an allergy or a skin irritation or something that I was like hoping it was going to be the remedy for. It was just, mm -hmm. let's just do it. It's supposed to be really good. I trust the medical medium. I think he's amazing. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, every, um, every other day, Eric was running to the store buying all the celery in Cody, Wyoming. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you can't, you cannot get celery for the first few weeks of, of um, January here in Los Angeles. That's been several years in a row now, ever since medical yeah. medium came out with this. Um, I know. And, and so it sounds to me like you're saying really that celery juice is more about um, detoxifying or eliminating, whereas the other juices are about what you're putting into your body, the nutrients and stuff that you're getting out of it, right? Yeah, I think that's part of it, but there, celery does have its own um, wonderful compounds in it that I think most people are probably unaware of. And I can't, it's been a while since I read up on it. So I, I can't speak very, um, specifically about it, but it's an herb and there are some really beneficial compounds in celery that are super healthy for us. Um, I'll probably remember as soon as, as soon as we're done, but, um, but yeah, I think that there are some benefits beyond just a, a detox. There's some good stuff in there for us. Uh, so I would say, you know, if you are somebody that likes to juice and you're all about it or you're willing to try it, there's no reason not to do to do celery. There's no reason not to. I would say do if do what works for you. If if there's something that you can find that you know is easy for you and you like it and there's no downside, then do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe this would be a good place to sidebar that some of those bottled juices that you get in the grocery store, I know I've tried the celery juice one there. It's disgusting. You can hardly get it down. Whereas yeah. fresh celery juice tastes really good. And yeah, I'm sure really it has good. a lot more health benefits. Right. Um, and I notice like a lot of sugar. I'm, I'm thinking about those green machine type, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we're talking about smoothies too, but um, are those just really are never the way to go, right? Or can we get something out of those where it's better than, you know, a Big Mac, obviously? Yeah, I, I think any, like in a grocery store, any of those bottled juices, I think Don't it's a bother. waste of money. I think it's a complete waste of money. Um, it's not, it's old. And when I say old, it wasn't just pressed yesterday or probably even last week, uh, you know, and it's processed. It has to have a way to have a shelf life. So think of it, you know, this way, if when you do your own juice at home, if the best way to drink that to get optimal benefit is literally right away, mm -hmm. and by day one, day two, you've really lost, if not all, most of the nutrition, but you've got stuff sitting on a store shelf in a clear bottle with light hitting it. Ooh. It's it's so degraded that there is, I don't believe there's really any health benefit. And some of them do have added sugars too. I wouldn't waste any money on a store-bought pre-bottled juice in a glass jar. And they are expensive. So, all right. Well, they are. cross that off the uh, grocery list. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably be better off just getting, you know, some Fuji water, which would be more beneficial for you. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, Noted. Uh, yeah. But uh, so one of the other cons though, is that really, if you're going to go through all the trouble of getting a juicer and buying produce, um, organic is the way to go. And organic produce is going to be more costly. So it's not an inexpensive endeavor. Right.
So there's right. the so there's that. Yeah. And then of course, last but not least, cleaning up the juicer because typically it's not like rinsing out a blender. I mean, there's multiple parts and you've usually got a strainer of some sort that you've got fiber and stuff stuck in and you got to scrub it out. So it takes a little bit of time and you can't just leave it sit or it just gets worse. So you need to have the time to clean your juicer out. Take it apart, clean it and then put it back together. So that's one of the other cons. Um it's great if you can do it. Well, yeah. And depending on what kind of juicer you have, that could be easier or harder, right? Yeah. And isn't it true that, um, you know, the juicers vary widely and really how much nutritional value you can even get two out of the juice. Is that right? Absolutely. So, so let's talk about, about juicers. Um, where'd my little juicer list go here? Yeah. So um, not all juicers are created equal either. So the most common one is going to be uh, a, a centrifugal juicer. So that's going to be like, that was my first juicer. It was like the Jack LaLanne juicer. I think it was like, we. I think it was like, I don't know. I think we got it at Costco or something like you know, 20 years ago. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right, actually, <laughs> about 20 years ago. Um, it, you know, you're walking through the store and they're doing the demo and they're, you know, making all these yummy juices and they give you a little sample and they make it look so easy because everything's right there and it tastes delicious and you're like, heck yeah, I'll buy that. So you get your your juicer and then you go over to the produce section and you get your stuff and you bring it home and and you have fun with it for probably a couple of days and then you never use right. it again, right? <laughs> So, but, um, okay. So, uh, so the centrifugal is like a Jack LaLanne juicer. That's going to be, uh, like a blade action juicer. Uh, it's a faster juicing process and, um, it is though going to give you less juice. It, there's less yield. It doesn't really press is it doesn't extract as much of the juice as other, uh, forms of juicers. Um, but it is one that is more affordable for most people. Um, but that spinning blade action, uh, it's usually at like 6,000 to 14,000 RPMs. It generates a lot of heat and it oxygenates the juice. So when you do that, um, you immediately start degrading the nutrient value and destroying the live enzymes and the other living phytonutrients in the juice. So before it even hits your glass, you've already, you've got less yield and you have a less quality juice drink. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, well, this is, that's a lot of work to put in for a less quality drink. So, uh, what's the alternative? Yeah. So, um, oh, and the other thing about those kind of juices are, or juicers are they don't handle leafy greens and wheatgrass. So if you're somebody that wants to put leafy greens in there or wheatgrass, those blade action, you know, they kind of, they spin usually this way. Um, th those blade action, usually it just kind of gets gunked up in there. They don't handle that well at all. Uh, so you're really more going to be juicing things that are not so leafy, you know, you're going to be using carrots and beets and apples and, um, maybe, um, something that's sturdier like kale. All right. Um, so you're a little bit more limited on the variety of things that you can juice in a centrifugal, uh, style juicer. All right. Um, but again, they are the most affordable juicer for most people. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I have, like 150 bucks from Target. It, it's got to be that kind of a thing. Yeah. So then your next up level would be a masticating juicer. Um, that is going to be more expensive. Uh, I think the one that I have is called a green, it's called a Tribest Green Star Elite. And it's, uh, it goes for a, between five and $600. Um, but it's, um, but it's amazing. It's, uh, it is going to be, you know, those kind of juicers, a masticating juice juicer has, um, auger, like an auger or two augers. Mm -hmm. So it's literally crushing and pressing the juice. It's not, it's not, um, pulverizing it with a blade. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's, they're turning. And so it's not generating the kind of heat that that high RPM is going to from the blade. So it's a slower juicing process. You're going to get a higher yield of juice. Um, but it does take a little bit more time. 
Not much, but a little bit more time um, because it's coming through slower. You're putting the juice in and you're waiting for those augers to turn and press the juice, you know, and separate the pulp and whatever. Um, and but that a lot less of the pulp with one of those, right? Well, you will have more juice. Um, so you'll probably have more pulp because less of the pulp is getting into your juice. Whereas in the centrifugal juicer, it's going to probably allow a little bit more of the pulp to come through. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I haven't used one for a long time. Or it, because it's just not doing as good of a job, you're getting a lot of pulp because there's still a lot of the juice in the pulp. Mm -hmm. That rings a bell. I think we did have a lot more pulp when we had a mastic or a centrifugal juicer. Cause that's just really a waste, right? The pulp is. Oh yeah. You can't do anything with it. I mean, I've seen recipes where people have, you know, said, Oh, you know, I made these great muffins or something with the pulp from my juicer. Zucchini. And, um, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, there's fiber there, I guess, but there's no nutritional value left in it. Right. There's just some fiber. I mean, I was, <laughs> I threw my pulp, I was throwing the pulp um, a few years ago when I was in one of my juicing kicks. I was throwing it off the back deck like I do all my salad trimmings for the rabbits. Yeah. They wouldn't even eat the pulp. It's <laughs> like, okay, I got to stop throwing this out here because even the rabbits are like, oh, she gave us this? <laughs> How rude. <laughs> no, thanks. We'll wait for the salad trimmings at dinner. <laughs> so, you know, I guess uh, maybe it's good for a compost. I don't know. I just throw it out. I just, I don't think it's got that much value. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty deep in, in sustainability, the lifestyle. Yeah. You'd have to be doing a lot of other things to uh, yeah. also yeah. take that I'd, next step to, see, you know, your yeah, you need to like weave it into, you know, weave it into something and, and, and make a... <laughs> make some fabric or something out of it. But as far as eating it, not so much. Okay. So um, let's see. I said it doesn't handle, oh, we're on to where I lost my place here. Let me just look. Okay. So that while you're, um, while you're looking, I know you mentioned mm -hmm. that um, those juicers can be pretty spendy. And I just want mm -hmm. to give everybody a little tip here. You know, almost any juicer uh, some influencer has been paid to make a YouTube video about, and then those people are also going to have a promo code. So just whatever you got to watch a YouTube video, or maybe even look um, at their Instagram page, people who have posted, who are paid mm -hmm. to post the product will have yeah. a 15, 20% off sometimes. And that can be mm -hmm. hundreds of dollars for a juicer, especially this time of year when people are really trying to trim down yeah. is like, do not buy anything at full price. Right. That's a great tip. I'm glad you brought that up. That's true. So do your homework, see what kind of a juicer it is so you know what you're getting. And then if it if it works for you, yeah, take advantage of the discount. Seek out sure. that promo code. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So that masticating juicer is definitely going to be, it's going to be the best juicer if you want to maximize the nutrients in your juices and, um, and you don't mind spending a little bit of extra money and a little bit of extra time. That's going to be good. So the next step up is going to be a juice press. So those, that's usually what you're going to see in a really good high-end, um, you know, uh, cafe or, or juice place. Um, it's going to be like a commercial juicer, you know, those, and those are now you're talking some bigger bucks. So you can get one of the most popular ones is like a Norwalk for home use. And that's going to start at about two grand. And then they go up from there. There's a, there's another commercial brand called Good Nature. And I, I suspect this is a popular one in a lot of the um, places that you'll go to to make get a juice made. Um, but that's going to be like their, I think, low end is like five grand. And then they go up to like 25 grand. So that's like... Yeah, that's like a commercial juice press though. So it's going to take up some room. I mean, not many people are going to have that in their kitchen. It's uh, no, because if you have one of those, you should start a business where you're delivering juice to other people every day. <laughs> um, and I will be your first customer. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, probably probably the Norwalk is the most common, one of the most common ones that is that higher end juice press uh, that people use for home. But that is going to be like a hydraulic or what they call a pneumatic juice press. Um, it's going to be the best, again, the most expensive, um, but it's like a two-stage juicer um, because there's two stages to the juicing process. So first it... Um, 
it grinds the the pulp or the produce up it grinds it up into a pulp and then the juice is slowly extracted from the pulp um, under like thousands of pounds of pressure so that's how that one differs um there's um that's really the true cold press juice. Uh, that's where the term comes from, even though a lot of other types of juicers are using that term, but the juice press juicer is really the, actually the only type of juicer that really contains a press. So it's really the only true cold press juicer. So there will be other versions like a masticating, uh, for example, and it may say cold pressed because it's not generating heat. But if it, but it, but if it's not pressing, it's just an auger, so it's crushing and pushing. But that's different than grinding it up to a pulp first and then pressing the juice out. So the activity of how that all happens is a little bit different. Uh, so the pros of having that uh, really nice high-end juice press, obviously, is that it's going to extract the most nutrients out of your juice. Um, you're going to get the most yield and, um, and the most benefit from all of your fruits and veggies. Uh, it does have that juice now is going to have a longer shelf life, too, than from your other juices. So the centrifugal one, you better drink it right away. Um, the, the masticating juicer, you could probably, you could get a day out of it. It's going to degrade a little bit, but you could make, you know, a batch and, um, put it in a container, put it in your fridge, make sure there's no air in there. So fill it up to the top, um, lay some cellophane across the top. So no air is touching it, you know, and then put it in the fridge. So where it's dark and you'll get a day out of that. This one though, you can, they say that you can get a couple of days out of it before the, juice is really starting to degrade. So you get a you could do, you know, a couple of days in advance if you wanted to from this type of a juicer. Huh. You have uh, minimal oxidation from this type of a juicer. Uh, so, you know, less breakdown of the nutrients. Um, yeah, it's going to be the purest, it's going to be the purest one um, and make uh, probably about 99% liquid and only about 1% uh, pulp. So you really do get the best bang for your buco bucks <laughs> out of that one. Yeah, we're going to put that one on our wish list next to the infrared sauna. And there we go. <laughs> right. So, right. Some of the other some of the other pricier items that can yeah. uh, help us be our best human. Yeah. So, I mean, the, so the con is obviously it's the most expensive one. Um, and it is somewhat cumbersome. Those juicers are a little bit, maybe more cumbersome. They're bigger, usually cumbersome to clean. Um, so there's that. And, um, I think that those require, um, because they press the juice through, there's like a, a type of bag, um, that is used. Um, and so it's going to require some bags uh, to hold the pulp in. So the juice, you know, once they once they the uh, grind up the the produce into the pulp, then it is pressed through a, a type of a bag, and that way the bag contains the pulp and the juice comes through for your use. So you have to get these bags too. Is the point of that? But. Anyway, you know, that's, that's the difference for the most part on juicers. They are not all created equal. And, you know, some people say, which is the best one? And um, they say, you know, whatever is the one you're going to use. Uh, well, yeah. You know. So it sounds like the good news there about the, the ultra pricey ones is that that's probably what they're using if you go to a real genuine cold press juice place, you know, to, to get your, to get your mm -hmm. juice from if you're, if you're not going to juice it. Yeah. 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 So I think, um, I think juicing is an awesome thing. And if I could, you know, have the, the, t the time and the commitment to do it every day, I would, as it is, in all honesty, I don't, but I do go through phases and I'll do it for a couple of weeks. And then I just don't for months. And then I do for a couple of weeks, but I do love it. And I think it's a wonderful thing to do, even if you can only, you know, get like the centrifugal um, style juicer right now. Yeah, it's not the best, but you are still going to get some benefit out of that juice. So, you know, you have to decide what, what's best for you. Yeah. 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 
And it is kind of nice too, if you've got kids and they just won't eat their veggies, you know, you can make them a tasty, kids, you know, if they're active as they should be, you don't have to worry about, are they getting too many, you know, carbs from this fruit and vegetables? I mean, they're gonna burn it off, they're kids. Um, So you can make them some really tasty, really delicious, nutritious juices and get some of those vitamins and nutrients in them that they may not be getting because they won't eat it, you know, with their meal. Yeah, like some fresh squeezed orange juice with like a little pineapple in or something. Right. You know, um, I mean, that would excite me if I was a kid. I'm a little excited about it right now. Yeah, you can sneak some stuff in there that they won't even know is in there too, like some cilantro or, you know, you can sneak some of the greens in there some that, you know, they won't eat and they won't even know it's in there. I love that. I love Mm. that, Lori. This was so interesting. Yeah, so it's just, you know, a little food for thought. And um, and I hope that, yeah, everybody gets something out of it. And if you're looking at juicers, now you've got some, uh, you know, some foundational information to start with. So if, you, if you're new to juicing, I encourage you to look into it, give it a try, and then see what works best for you. Yeah. Or, okay. you know, see see what the closest place is to you that has fresh, cold-pressed juice you can pick up every day <laughs> and work yeah. on that smoothie for now. Yeah. If you are fortunate enough to live in an area like Christy does, where you can either buy it, you know, and they're making it for you or delivering it, uh, that's awesome. Not here in Cody, Wyoming. So it's only going to happen if I make it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I hope you all got something out of that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christy. That was fun. Uh, it was a good, good talk. Good info. This was a good talk. Um, and I just say, I, I hope that we opened up people's minds a little bit. You know, yeah. it's about doing those things that are going to make you feel good health wise and mentally, you know, you wake yeah. up, you yeah. have a green juice or a smoothie. You're probably going to feel like, Hey, I got this day. All right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on a healthy path. I've done the right mm-hmm. things already for my day. Let's go, you know, cross some things off the goal list. Totally. I could not agree more. You will feel like you are on fire with energy. I'm not kidding. If you do some juicing in the morning, you do it a couple of days in a row and I guarantee you will feel the difference. If it's something that you haven't been doing, I encourage you to try it. You definitely will feel the energy of it. All right, so that is it, you guys. Um, you know, check out my website if you want, lauriebischoff.com. Um, my food print plan is available on there. It's an ebook, an instant download, and it is full of yummy protein smoothie recipes. So if that is something calling to you and you just are not sure where to start, you can check that out. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already done so. That way you won't miss any upcoming episodes. Give us a five-star rating, please. We would be very grateful if you would do that. Share the show. Spread the good shift around. And until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and go make some epic shift happen in your lives. You too, Mr. Gary Vee.